In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning in the church, we're celebrating the memory of the martyrs and unmercenary healers, Cosmos and Damien. Now, an unmercenary healer is someone who uh, uses their gift of healing. Cosmos and Damien were doctors, they were trained physicians, and they used their the gift that God had given them of healing, and they did it without seeking any sort of payment at all. And so a mercenary is someone who takes money for something that they do. Someone who is an unmercenary is one who uh, does things freely. And that's what Cosmos and Damien did. They were known throughout the entire empire as people who um, were uh, physicians and who could really heal people, and the Synaxarian even says livestock as well. And so they would lay their hands on the, the sick person or even an animal and they would be made well. And they showed this unbelievable and incredible love for the people that they were serving and a great and incredible love for God because the only payment that they asked for was that the people that they were healing or working with, that they believe in Christ. And so they did everything that they possibly could for Christ, and they ended up being martyred. They were imprisoned by the emperor, but it wasn't the emperor that killed them. In fact, the emperor let them go, but they were actually uh, martyred and killed by a very jealous former teacher who was just stunned at all of the glory that they were receiving, and so he ended up actually killing them. So they're known in the church as martyrs and unmercenary healers. Well, every single time we celebrate the Feast of an Unmercenary Healer, we have the same epistle reading, and that's the reading that we heard this morning. And so on the Feast of Cyrus and John, or uh, this week we heard about a new unmercenary healer, Hermione. Some of you received a, an email about the birth of Hermione Height and said, who's her patron? Well, Hermione is an unmercenary healer, so on her feast day, which I can't remember when that is, we would read this very same epistle because especially the very end of this epistle is that very famous passage from the Apostle Paul that talks about love. Those first few verses of chapter 13 of, of, the, book of the first book of Corinthians talks about love. And we love this passage because it talks about love. We always want to talk about love. But this passage, while it is encouraging and inspiring, is also very challenging. It's encouraging and inspiring, but it's also very challenging. First of all, it's encouraging for all the reasons that you can think of, and perhaps an extra one. We know that God is love, and so with St. Paul talking about all these different things that love is, we can put God's name in there, and we can say, God is patient. God is kind. God is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. God does not insist on his own way, is not irritable or resentful. God does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. God bears all things. God believes all things. God hopes all things. God endures all things. God never ends, or as it's translated sometimes, God never fails. That's encouraging. That is inspiring. And we can go through the Gospels especially and we can see where God does all those things. 
especially in the person of Christ, right? He is the image of the invisible God. So the things that Christ does is putting forth God. Christ is patient. One of the interactions that Christ has with my patron, Philip says to Christ, show us the Father. And Christ says, how long am I going to have to be patient with you, Philip? <laughs> but he's patient, thank God. And he says, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And of course, we need to look no further than the cross itself, because patience can also be translated as long-suffering. That's our patient creator. That is our patient and kind God who suffered and endured the cross for us. And of course, the icon next to it, the icon of the resurrection, shows love never ends. Love never fails. It conquers everything. God conquers everything that stands in our way. And so this passage is a very enlivening and encouraging look at who God is and the way he interacts with us. It's great. But there's a challenge as well. And I wouldn't be preaching to you, you all know me now, long enough now to know that I wouldn't be talking about it if there wasn't a challenge. We are all created in the image and likeness of God. So if we are saying these things about God, ideally, we'd be able to insert our names into that passage and say the same things. I'm going to lie a little bit here. Philip is patient. Philip is kind. Philip is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Philip does not insist on his own way. I need to stop there. <laughs> I am not any of those things as I should be. But that's the challenge of this passage. This challenge is that we are in the image and likeness of God and we need to live out those verses from Corinthians. To be loving, to be love in the way that God is love. That is the challenge that we have before us. How many times are we patient with our spouse, with our children, with our parents, with our co-workers, with the random people on the road? Are we kind to them? Do we insist on doing everything our way? Even Christ didn't insist on that. We heard in the gospel, the people after he healed the demoniacs, the whole city, it says, came to him and said, please leave. And he left. He didn't argue with them and say, I can teach you about the kingdom of heaven. I can heal all of your sicknesses and your diseases. He left. He didn't insist on his own way like we do, like I do, very much so. There's the challenge. And the greater challenge is the things that we do to show love are things that we, that means we have to interact with other people. We can't just be patient and kind sitting on our couch. We can't just be unenvious and not boastful sitting on our couch or on our porch. This means that we have to interact with each other. And perhaps that's why this reading begins with talking about we are members of the body of Christ. But how are we members of the body working together? By actually loving one another. And so it starts with our family showing love in this way as we hear it and see it in the scripture. And showing love with our community. Which means that there will be opportunities to be patient. 
opportunities to be kind, opportunities to not show, uh, be boastful or not be envious of others, but to actually bear everything that happens in this, in, uh, among us as a community, to trust in God for all of those things. They're great opportunities. We're going to str- have struggles and conflicts as a community, but those are opportunities for us to show our love and for us to reveal how close we are to Christ, how close we are to God. And so there's the challenge for this morning. So thanks be to God. We have a God who is all of these things, who is patient and kind, not arrogant or rude, doesn't insist on his own ways, not irritable or resentful. He rejoices in truth and not in wrong. He bears all things for us. He believes all things. He hopes all things. He endures all things. And he never fails. Thanks be to God we have that God. And thanks be to God we have that God when we fail at doing all of those things. And then when we return to him in repentance, he's still patient. He's still kind. He's still hoping for our salvation, even when we continuously don't live up to this this picture and image of love that we have presented to us this morning. Thank God we have that God. Now may let us then fulfill that challenge and ourselves image that God in the way we interact and the way we respond to others in love. Because that love never fails. That love never fails. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.